Sports Memory Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Forbes. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd. Although if you're listening to this now, it's likely after June 4th. There's quite a bit going on in the world. It's been an eventful couple weeks. It's been an eventful couple weeks for the world. It's been an eventful couple weeks for sports. And that's what we're here to talk about. Well, we're, we're here to talk about a little bit of both, but especially the sports aspect. And honestly, with all the events that are going on, there's been a lot of players that have come out and have voiced their opinions on it. Some players that have kind of put their foot in their mouths, and I don't really know what they were thinking with their statements. But we're going to talk about all that today. So welcome to the Sports Memory Podcast. It is a group of four of us today. Uh, I am joined today by Derek Black, Mr. Newman, and Marcus. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good uh, Good to be back. Yeah. It's nice to see all these beautiful faces uh-huh. with six feet between us. Well, and last week we were kind of talking about, you know, some of the hypothetical proposals. The one that only one that was really cemented was the NHL proposal, um, and that was really exciting. But now we got even more news. Um, so the NBA... Uh, has some announcements. Who, which one of you guys knows the most about that? Who, who wants to talk about that? So I, I know kind of the, the base outline of what uh, it, it seems like. It's just, it's just a done deal. Um, they just need to ratify it, but everybody is pretty much approving of it. Um, so twenty-two teams get invited to Orlando to live in kind of like a little bubble city, basically with uh, a limited number of uh, immediate family members. They stay there through the duration of, of the end of the season and playoffs. So um, 13 West Coast t- uh, Western Conference teams, nine Eastern Conference teams. They're going to wrap up the rest of the, the regular season, which I think is like eight games left. And then they have like a play-in uh, based on seeding to see who makes the playoffs, and they just go through the playoffs. So, so an uneven number of Western teams and Eastern teams. Yeah, I think the, the thought process was you had to be X number of games within that eight seed. Ah, so they, they they basically just eliminated the divisions and did it by overall. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. I remember a couple of years back when our fantasy league, we actually had two divisions and it was really dumb. Just kind of knocked it out um, because it is kind of silly. And I like that. So they just kind of went from the top down. Yep. Ch- chose regardless, just based on record. Yeah. That's what it seems like. So again, just like the NHL, if you didn't fucking make these playoffs, how embarrassing is that shit? Terrible. 22 out of 30 teams made it. What What is the eighth seed bracket going to look like? I, 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 that's the one part I don't, yeah, I don't, the, there, we didn't get all the details. I don't think it was like a formal propo- proposal. I think it was more of a, uh, well-sourced leak, but I, I think it's just based on the, what the regular season record ends up being. Right. So it's essentially like an eight game plan to, to kind of settle the, the regular season. And um, give the playoff teams a little bit of time to warm up. Exactly. That was, I know that get, was a big game concern. Shape. We heard the same thing in NHL players <clears> want. <throat> the time to warm up and be ready for, you know, meaningful postseason games. I'm pretty pumped. Um, I really want to see the conclusion of this NBA season. Uh, I think, you know, and over the last decade, you've seen these formations of these super teams 
And those super teams really got dispersed over the offseason. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, obviously, they're they're not even going to make this, are they, by the way? No. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes my dick hard. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, a little weird. Um, but seriously, I'm so glad Golden State isn't in it because teams like that kind of ruined the NBA for a lot of people for a long time. Um, so now all the super teams are kind of dispersed, and I think it was going to be one of the most even playoffs you've seen in a really long time. Yeah, I mean, they're still, in my eyes, I still think the Lakers are, are definitely a super team. But it's not as dramatic as it was. Definitely agree. But it's more of like a pairing instead of uh, like a threesome for sure. that super team. Because yeah. obviously, Anthony Davis and LeBron are, you know, two of the better players in the world. But they're probably like top five players. Um, You might, you pro- might have to stretch it to 10. Yeah, yeah, prob- probably in that range. Yeah. Um, But I mean, so, you know, it's not the three or four guys all on one team that are these superstars. I mean, so. Draymond's a bum. Don't let him confuse, like, fool you. He's <laughs> exceptional. He's an exceptionally good basketball player, especially within that team concept. Sure. So there's that. Sure. But, um, yeah, he's kind of like a, he, he was talking about Draymond Green. Yeah, if yes. he's your three, you're in great yeah. shape. I mean, he's the Rodman to the to that Bulls squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, he, he was very much a role player, and obviously, you know, he was a better scorer than Rodman. Um, I think he's a better defender too. Did you guys, did, did, dresser though, dude? Did anyone get a chance to go look? I when I was watching Last Dance, I was just going back and looking at stats. First of all, more than anything, that that documentary made me realize how good Scottie Pippen is. Yeah, like they were literally at one point the number one and number two best players in the world. Yeah. Um, which LeBron can never say that. So like, no, people he, that, he dragged like Andre Iguodala or no, or, I'm sorry. Uh, was it Zagelskis or whatever? Yeah. Like, like some really bad players. So, um, but looking at Rodman's stats, are, they're just phenomenal. He yeah. averaged like over 14 rebounds a game for a large part of his career. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's probably a top, definitely, I would say 75, if not maybe top 50 player all time. Right. Who just happened to be playing the same time as Jordan. So the NBA comes back. Like, do, do you think they lose anything because of the time off? Or how do you think the new season's going to look? Um, so I don't know that they do. Um, I think the eight, with the eight games, it's probably going to be really sloppy, but they'll be ready to go come playoffs. And I, I think if they, they did a good job of structuring it. Uh, there are other factors in the world that I'm really curious to see what happens when they come back in seven weeks. Um, so that that could be interesting because uh, as far as all the leagues go, uh, players have the most power in the NBA, and they're typically the most uh, socially progressive as far as a league and, and having a, a voice on court. So that timing is really interesting now too. Yeah, so when when you look at like all the major sports, basketball has to be the easiest transition from not playing to coming full go. Obviously, there's a lot of conditioning um, and um, precision when it comes to like hockey. We, we all know the – uh, all the time that gets put in for football and baseball, there's a lot of effort that the body needs to get into. But um, um, I'm bad. Like you said, basketball is going to start pretty bad. But man, I'm I, I'm ready for anything. I just need live sports back, dude. I'm going to walk watch the shit out of those NBA playoffs. Might go, might go watch them in Orlando. Might be worth a weekend trip. I don't think you can actually go to the games though. No, yeah. no fans. No fans. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I mean, does anyone actually care about most of the NBA's regular season if there's not, like, a team trying to go for, like, the record of, in wins? You know what I mean? Or, like, if you're fighting for the playoffs, I guess that matters to you at, down the stretch for that specific team. But most fans don't really care about just regular season basketball. Wake me up when we get to the final 
four to eight teams in the playoffs even sometimes. So Yeah, I think it's pretty widely held that that season's too long to begin with. So who wins the championship? LeBron. You think? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that's, where, that's where I'd have to go. Um, I think the Lakers are my favorite. Um, either that or a team like Boston who has – uh, their their star power is kind of spread out, so they have a lower uh, risk of a guy starting slow and costing them a series. Um, I would say those are probably my two my two favorites. Yeah, I mean the, those teams are certainly definitely probably. I'd say those are my top contenders out of each uh, conference there. But I, I mean, I, I do think we are discounting some of the other teams in in this race, especially you know Giannis has shown to be that guy where he is going to hit this stride where he's going to just put his team on his back and carry him. Like, it's going to happen at some point in time, so we're kind of just waiting to see it. Yo, dude, no, you can't rule them out even slightly. Um, And, you know, guess who else is a gamer? His teammate. So, especially in big moments. Yeah, and then, um, you know, there's Houston. there's, there's There's some teams out there for sure. But the way this tournament is set up, though, because they're doing it how they are, it's not going to be West versus East, right? I, no, I, I think it still is. They okay. just they basically took people that were uh, mostly mathematically eliminated and just eliminated them. Yeah. So I think I think the West thirteen teams are playing for eight spots, and then the East nine teams are playing for eight spots. Sure. They just kind of trimmed the fat and said, "Hey, you know, don't bother going to Orlando." I wish they trimmed the fat even more, man. We looked it up last week. The worst seed to ever win an NBA Finals is the number six. Yeah. And but. Prior to that, like if you look at it, it's almost all one, twos, and threes. Yeah, there there are some interesting playoff stories from some eight teams. Like I remember the I think the Memphis Grizzlies beat like a one seed one year, and then um, Golden State back in the day when they had like Stephen Jackson and Baron Davis pulled like a huge upset over the number one seed um, as an eight seed. And that was a, like an interesting, fun team to watch. It was, it was really actually more of like a modern day team playing back in the day when they weren't doing as much of what, you know, with the three and D kind of players just taking a ton of three pointers. That, that's really what that team was doing in the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, if you're a team like Atlanta that can regularly slip into that eight seed, uh, you're not turning down that playoff gate money. Right. Sure. The most interesting thing from basketball for me is uh, officially finding out that J.R. Smith really doesn't throw that good of a punch. Yeah, yeah. So that was the biggest story over the weekend, and we dove in and just chomped on that material. But uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out J.R. Smith. Apparently a guy wandered on his property, broke his windshield. J.R. Smith, all six foot six, 250 pounds of him, chased him down the road and just beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. While his two friends, it looked like they're in their entourage, are like, hey, man, respect this privacy. <laughs> his two token white friends. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, and uh, just a little bit odd because the guy I guess he punched was from Antifa. He was a white guy. So Fun. Yeah, fun. Mm. But uh, wh- wh- what was your reaction when you saw that? Uh, I, I loved it. I I yeah. I'd honestly expect everyone to do the exact same thing. If you did, I don't care who you are, but if if you're messing with my property, you know it's, it's game on. Were you surprised J.R. Smith had a shirt on? Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's I've I've never seen him like a full full hoodie of anything of any sort for that long. Um, as for me, like I said, his the how wild and uncontrolled those punches were. I was I was left unimpressed with his fighting ability. <laughs> It's definitely weird that he wears his shirt more in his private life than he does in sporting <laughs> <Yeah>. arenas. <laughs> remember, that, remember that Cleveland parade? 
Yeah. He didn't have a shirt like for like three days. Every every picture you took of the Cleveland Cavs, like everyone would be standing around. And it was like a it was a I think it was like Browns game or a Cowboys game. He had a shirt off. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Like not even involved in the action, just in the like the owner's suite with a shirt off. Uh, yeah, so that was funny. Um, and dude, it's it's to the point, and this is this is why we need sports so bad. Like that story during a sports season, like it's a story, but it's not nearly as big, and we don't latch onto it nearly as much. Um, if you follow us, you see any fucking thing that we can get, it's just like a like a juicy morsel, and we oh, yeah. we bite into it because we got nothing. When sports come back, we're not even gonna know what to fucking do with all this content. No, it's gonna be great, and it's it's we yeah. Huge loaded blow. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So, with that in mind, uh, we're going to do our first fan bush of the day. So, if if you don't know what the fan bush concept it is, is, well, we didn't either a week ago. We just created it. It's where we call a fan out of the blue. They don't know we're calling them. Um, if you ever want us to do this to fan, we're, we're doing it with our friends because we asked for submissions. We only got our friends submitting other friends, so that was kind of weird. Um, but if you are somebody, you don't know us, you want us to call up a complete stranger, we're willing to do it. Um, I have decided that I'm going to do it on an app so they can't see my phone number. Cause that'd be kind of weird. Um, but, uh, yeah. So if you want us to call your friends and give them shit, the type of shit that you've been giving them for years, but maybe we can lay it on a little bit harder cause there's no emotional connection for us. Uh, we'd love to do it. So who should, who should we start with guys? Let's 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 start dealers with, dealers choice. Yeah, let's go with uh let's go with a Colts fan. And and we wait. Hello? Kimbo! Hey, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. You are on the Sports Memory Podcast. You're being fanbushed, motherfucker. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So oh, I got, God. You're on the phone with four of us right now, and uh, right. we are calling you up to tell you that you're a bad sports fan and that you need to do better. Uh, we were actually contacted by some people that are very close to you. Um, and consider this your intervention of your shitty fandom. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, but in all, kind of fan- in all seriousness, yeah. um, so the Colts, an interesting team. Um, obviously, we know how good they were a year before last year. But how do you think, first of all, did you like the Philip Rivers signing? Um, yeah, I did actually. With uh, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is... Um, you know, he's just a backup quarterback. I feel like I don't think he's the guy. So, um, and then obviously, uh, you know, you need, you need some veteran presence. So I think bringing Philip Rivers in, um, I think it was a good one year, two year kind of thing. Maybe develop, uh, shit. I can't remember the guy we, we got, uh, Eason. Um, yeah, yeah. Jacob Eason, um, and maybe develop him and see if he pans out. Um, but yeah, I, I like the signing. Did you? I thought it was a good. Did you watch Chargers games the last year, man? Just, I'm just. I'm, uh, uh, that's not even facetious. Did you? No, I I didn't. Uh, but I, I don't. I mean, this, outside of like Keenan Allen, I, don't, I mean, I don't think they had 
very much going offensively for them. But do you remember that? Was, do you remember that part in the Wizard of Oz where the Tin Man is having to oil up his parts so that he can move them? <laughs> is that Phil Rivers? That's that looks exactly like Philip Rivers. He it looks like he hasn't done a hamstring stretch in the last thirty years. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he works out. I don't think he does anything. No, just fucks and <laughs> makes babies, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's got nine kids, I think. What's, nine or ten kids. If you had to set an over-under, how many kids does he make in Indianapolis? Seven? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing for him to do here. So, yeah, he's, he's probably at least five in the, in the next, in the next two years. At what point do you have so many kids that you're no longer considered a person? You're more like a possum. <laughs> I think when you hit the when you hit double digits. So yeah, you just, you just need like one or two more, I think. Hell yeah, man! So what 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 what's what's your prediction for the season? You guys gonna make the playoffs? Uh, you know, probably nine nine and seven. Maybe ten and six. Um, I, I like the I like the draft picks that we got this year. Uh, definitely improved. Um, we got Turi come back from injury. I think he's a good good little outside rusher. Uh, good compliment to uh, uh, Justin Houston on the other side. Um, I, I, th- I think we have the pieces. You know, we just it's 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 all there. It just needs to just needs to come together. What do you, you think know, about yeah. Jonathan Taylor and him running behind that offensive line? Oh, dude. Uh, I mean, yeah, we still have Marlon back. Uh, I mean, he's in a contract here. Uh, so it's going to be a nice little battle between those two guys. Uh, but that it's just going to be it's going to be a solid – I mean, I think he's a solid three-down back. I mean, he could, he could be a workhorse uh, behind that offensive line. Um, I mean, you got Quentin Nelson. I mean, I mean it's, it's just a – solid line so uh, I could probably run behind that line and you know get, get one or two yards a carry <laughs> but, uh, but yeah yeah uh, <laughs> um, but yeah I, I think I think he'll, he'll be he'll be a fun guy to to watch um, and, and see him kind of develop over the next year oh for sure dude I, I think five years ago that guy's a first round pick I, I think he was a victim of, you know, people kind of seeing Saquon Barkley, who's done extremely well, but it's like, who, yeah. what other guys could they have gotten in that spot? Um, I think running backs are just going to continue to lose value, and they're only yeah. going to go after these. But I, I, I love Taylor. Um, there, there's, some, yeah. there's some comparisons to him and, like, Adrian Peterson. So, high praise, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can tell. I mean, he, he ran a, what, four three nine I think, at the, at the combine. So... Um, I mean, he, he is, uh, he's, a, he, you know, he's got some jets to him. So, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin had a solid line, so I can kind of see him kind of taking that role in, in Wisconsin and bringing it, you know, to the Colts there. So, Oh, yeah, man. Anybody else have any questions for Kimbo? Kimbo, how long have you been a Colts fan? Colts fan probably since uh, the Harbaugh days, so uh, like the mid-'90s, I'd say. Because the Pacers were the the big thing back in the nineties with, with with the NBA, so I, I the Colts kind of sucked there for for a long time. So playoffs, uh, I didn't, yeah, playoff, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> hey, did, did did the Pacers are the Pacers going to make the proposed NBA comeback? Ah, man, I don't know. It's twenty two teams. How, how were they doing before it ended? Um, I think we were right at 
four or five in the East. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you definitely made it there. Yeah, they're, they're a huge yeah. basketball fan. I love it. They're the fifth seed right now. <laughs> Was it the fifth? The fifth there you seed, go. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Oladipo missed most of the season, so that uh, and Ol- yeah, and you have Oladipo. Yeah, absolutely. You get Oladipo back. Uh, I think we could be that fourth or yeah, third or fourth seed, maybe uh, make a nice little push, but. Yeah, so you know, in, Indian is an interesting place. Um, basketball reigns there. Everybody's just a little bit fucking taller than anybody any anywhere else you've ever been. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Seriously, just everyone's a little bit taller, and so they all defer. When you ask about football, everyone in Indiana kind of defers to basketball. They don't really have any good yeah. teams in Indiana, though. <laughs> God, no, in, I mean IU hasn't won a championship since what early nineties, late eighties. Um, yeah, late seven was the last one. What about the Pacers? When's the last time they won it? Uh, the CBA days, so yeah, like the seventies. They haven't won an NBA championship. So. Yeah, not an NBA. They won a CBA back in the seventies or whatever. So you guys really even a basketball state or what? You guys just no. I, yeah, we're pretenders for sure. Uh, I mean, supposedly the motto is we we grow basketball here, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, in the last last ten fifteen years would say otherwise. Well, and you guys, you can't see. Uh, Kimbo right now, but he stands at like six foot eight. What six foot eight or six foot nine? How, t- uh, how tall are six you? Foot eight, six foot eight with the heels on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> six foot eight. But even though the scales say like what, like five ten, it's it's actually six foot eight. <laughs> Dude, if you consult Kimbo's Tinder profile, it says very definitively six foot eight. Better make that six nine, pal. <laughs> six nine. Oh yeah, making it. All right, buddy. <laughs> Hold on a, a second. I wanted to touch on one more thing while we got him here. Uh, who's your Who's your college team uh, for that, Kimbo? Are you? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, are you excited about Indiana football now that they've taken a little bit of a step forward? Yeah, I you know I, I didn't really follow them much, but um, they were they were exciting to exciting to watch. So, um, hopefully, it, it always seems like they they do really well one year and then. Uh, they shit the bed the next year. So um, if they can put, you know, a couple of years together, uh, of, you know, just getting a bowl game, uh, then I think I could, you know, definitely jump on board. But I use never been a football football school. It's always been you know, soccer and basketball, which uh, so I'd like to see football get going a little bit. Because I really don't have a college football team. So. I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with Indiana's football team if you actually decide to dedicate yourself to watching their games this year. Just the, okay. Well, they, I will. They, I will, they, I will they definitely watch the game. They do have some returning production coming. So okay, I'll keep an eye on them. All right, Kimbo, you just been fanbush, motherfucker. <laughs> Peace hey, out. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, so that was Kimbo, and again, we'll be much more brutal on your friends. <laughs> These are actually our friends, so we got to see them again. So uh, we got to be a little bit polite. Um, yeah, but anyways. So NBA, what up? What up, what other news is out there? What, what do you got? What are you guys excited about? I mean, college football. They they you know they open doors and they're they're back on campus and they're going to start working out here. They started June first, so players are now allowed to work out uh, and they're actually allowed to have the strength and conditioning coaches present but only if the player asks for them to watch their workout. Uh, one of those, you know, all those rules that the NCAA wants to put in place for safety precautions. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that means that there's good things coming. So college football, we, we probably are going to get, for the most part, a true natural regular season. So I'm excited for that. So what, what do you make of college football? Obviously, so much of college football is the atmosphere. 
um, you know, hundred thousand seat stadiums. What does that look like? Cause I know a lot of campuses aren't even committing to letting students back on campus or they're limiting the number of in-person classes. So I can't imagine they're going to be like, yep, full attendance and we can go. Yeah. So I expect the South to fully go allow the students to, to be present for those games. And uh, I think Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA said that, you know, we won't have a college football season if students are not allowed to be in the stadiums. And it makes sense because from a revenue standpoint, uh, if there's no people in the stands, then they're not making as much money, nearly as much money on it. Uh, And, you know, the NCAA is, you know, slavery. So they need those players to, um, to, to to be there and playing in order for, to make money off of them and not have to pay them much. So, Yeah. Slavery, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Great timing not, for that yeah. one. That <laughs> Bad <laughs> timing, Newman. Ooh. Not the word. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not the word. Uh, d- certainly unfair, uh, the, the treatment, especially like if you're asking these guys without pay to go out and risk themselves in that way, it, it's it's going to be awkward, man. I, I, I was kind of excited about the deferred college season where, it, you know, like the bowl games were wrapping up in May. Like how cool would that should have been? Yeah. How weird would it have been, though, if the NFL draft was before the bowl games even concluded? Probably, they'd probably just delay the NFL draft, right? They'd have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, dude, let's talk about the 2021 draft in Cleveland. Yeah. Is that as or less exciting than the Vegas proposed draft in 2020? Oh, way less. I, I was ready to go to Vegas for that draft. No, dude, Cleveland is, they, they, they call Cleveland um, <laughs> the land. The no, it's Eastern Vegas. The land. That's what that's what everybody calls Cleveland. It's Eastern Vegas. That's news to me, dude. You never been to Clevetown, buddy? I, oh, I have. There's a, there's a really sweet guy. He's an old white dude, and and he's got wears a pimp suit. Everyone downtown Cleveland knows him. I forget his uh, name, but he literally walks through downtown in a full on pimp suit and uh, like takes pictures with everybody. It's awesome. Don't you know that Cleveland rocks, dude? Cleveland rocks, man. That's that's the entertainment hub of the nation. I kind of wish that they would just pick a central city or two. That could accommodate mm-hmm. um, big, like your, your convention cities, your Los Angeles, your well, they, Orlando, they, New York. I mean, they had it in New York for decades, right? Like, let's let's maybe not give everybody the draft. Yeah, like let's pick yeah. a couple. Cleveland, you know what? <laughs> Way down on the list of places. What I'll did you do draft. to deserve the draft? Right. Uh, besides, win every off season for the last five years and 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 blow the hype. Right. They didn't do the normal. We built a new stadium and we strong armed our, our municipality to give us a new stadium. See rewards an all star game or something like that, dude. It's just they just got it. Cleveland of all places. I'm, I'm calling it right now. The sports memory is going to be at the Cleveland draft. Um, here's how it's going to go. It's pretty on brand for us. <laughs> Dude, we're going fi- to find a really nice, really nice two-star hotel. We're going we're gonna to post up. We're going to find a Chinese place in the area that does like a good buffet so we can load up on one meal a day. We're on a budget after all. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> yeah, go, go check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe scope out some like Buffalo Wild Wings that we can go pick up chicks. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, probably going to be the biggest party I'd say in the last century. Would, would you agree with that? Indians Definitely. game, Cavs game while we're there? Yes. Yes. Well, with the baseball, yeah, baseball will be going. Yeah, sure. Dude, I want to go see me some LeBronless Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking exciting. It's like right on brand for Cleveland. Yep. Yep. So the sports team will be in Cleveland. Um, We'll keep you posted of what Buffalo Wild Wings we end up at. <laughs> but what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, well, since we somehow ended up on baseball from the NFL draft, uh, we could all you know, just talk about the proposal there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look good. It's no. stalling out again. 
uh, owners basically turned down the players' proposals. Really showed that if if they can't squeeze ten dollar hot dogs and thirty dollar beers out of out of fans, then they don't really care how many games there are. Right. Um. So the the owners want fifty games. Players want one hundred and fourteen now, and uh, the owners have publicly said they're not going to counter the players' offer. They're basically just going to keep on working what they've been working on and, and try to force that. Sure. So not looking great, especially they want to start sometime in July um, for starting training. Their their spring training too. So I just not super optimistic. A game uh, season happens. It sucks too because this was the Rays' year. Yep, sure was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually uh, I actually well, picked them to be a, a World Series contender yeah, no, when we did our baseball pod. Yeah. Shocker! I think we did double or nothing under a hundred wins this year. So I don't think no, they're no, no, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. No, we did not. They did make they made some really really good moves. Um, they've moneyballed a pretty good team together, and the East looks weak this year compared to normal years. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a, it's, the, a, it's a two team race. Yeah, the Yankees yeah. are gonna be good, but Boston looks bad. Toronto's not gonna be competitive. Yeah, Boston Boston looks bad. That's exactly the year that they win the World Series. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Boston fucking they they pull shit out of their they ass. Have like, they, they, have don't, like, they don't have the horses this they year. They have like no, one bullpen arm. But <laughs> next year is when they win the World Series. Because remember when they <laughs> offloaded Carl Crawford and uh, Adrian Gonzalez and all those people yeah. on the Dodgers, and then they fucking won the World Series like a year later. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, that's what Boston is. Is there any better organization in in uh, the MLB right now with, with with what they do? And they always choose the exact right time to do these talent dumps. Um, I mean, who, who, I, I mean, I, I don't really like where Boston's at. Their their farm system's pretty weak. They're, not this they're year. No, I'm talking about just in general. Their entire organization, their farm system's weak, and you know, there's not a lot of talent at the big league level. Having traded off M- Mookie and David Price and stuff yeah, but like you, that, you, like, you trade away Mookie, who's already gone after this year. Um, which is why the Dodgers are super motivated, I'm sure, to get a season going on because that would yeah. look horrible. They pick up, what, Verdugo? Yep. Um, yeah. Who is one of the most exciting prospects in all baseball. He, he's pretty good. He's good, yeah. Jeter Downs, they pick up Jeter Downs. But to to, hit, to Newman's point, like all they all they really have in their, their system size, that's like Dahlbeck and, and Duran, which, I mean, are good talent. That's good talent, but now you have three players who play two positions total. All all I'm I'm saying is Boston seems to find a way. Sure. And uh, when they did their last talent dump, everyone thought they were done for the long haul, and they they, they brought it right back. How much was that? Was Theo? Did they they lose that when he left? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. So we'll we'll see, but they they, they do have a new uh, Rays uh, centric GM that they brought in from the Rays. So, you know, I, I think they may, they may, you know, kind of do a little bit of a tear down and then build back up. But I'd expect them to spend some money when they eventually way, have another free agency. They have so. a war chest. Neither way, they'll they'll be in contention soon. It's not going to be long. Could you guys just picture like the next decade where the Patriots and the Red Sox make the playoffs like once combined? Yes. Oh, my God. <sighs> That'd be amazing. Probably not going to happen, but... <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, man, I would love it. If the, if the age of... The age of dominance is over in Boston, man. I'd be the first to fucking toast to that. Speaking of the Patriots, so let's let's consider for a second that there's a possibility the Patriots are not very good this year. I welcome that. Good possibility. Oh, I want it. So does that mean that the Bills are now the rulers of the AFC East? For one year until that beautiful, long-haired, blonde comes and plays in New England. No, I think think the Dolphins are a weird dark horse in that. Yeah, I do too. Um, Flores is, awesome. has been really good. I mean, what about the Jets? Just going to ask. No. Uh, dude, uh, the Jets, I mean, clearly, but uh, no matter where you are with the Jets, I can't fucking look at 
uh, what's his face, your quarterback, and take him seriously at all. After after the Sam Darnold, yeah, after the most embarrassing sports injury in history with the mono, um, dude, there's something just so dorky about that injury. It was, it was like a nosebleed type. But now they have Flacco to insert if that were to happen again. Oh yeah, <laughs> ooh, mama, that changes everything. <laughs> Flacco, who they were talking about his career was just over four months ago. That changes everything. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't know that I trust Buffalo. Like Josh Allen is a great fantasy quarterback, um, but he hasn't really shown that clutch factor yet. And and when you make him win the game with his arm, he hasn't shown the ability to do so yet. Oh, I mean, Bills fans don't want to say it, but he's definitely the liability on their roster. Yeah. I mean, he's super athletic. So if if you can kind of design a, a good system for him then hell yeah, man. I, I love Josh Allen's athleticism. I love his personality. I love everything about Josh Allen, yeah. except for how he throws a football. And yeah, honestly, but you, the, you the, knew that going in, though. The Patriots offense wasn't good last year anyways, and they still did pretty well. The defense is still intact. It's still very good. Um, I, I mean, t- to my dismay, I could see them squeezing out like a wild card and just pissing me off because I just want them to lose and get Trevor Lawrence. That's all I want. Just lose and get Trevor Lawrence or Stidham's the guy. If Stidham's the guy, let's do it. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's be dominant again. You know, I'm just so pumped for the NFL this year, man. There, there's just so many good storylines. Just no, definitely. I I'm, I'm really excited. And, and, uh, <laughs> I, so what about, have you, have you seen anything with the saints today? Yeah. I have. Uh, so, so Drew Brees comes out. And maintains a, uh, he's still against everything that happened with Kaepernick, even though most people are coming around and saying that they now understand what he was saying and what he was doing. Um, and they, they're realizing that, you know, some of the things with it being uh, targeted at troops or being a slight to the troops or, or the flag was conflating some issues. And he was, you know, right this whole time kind of thing. A lot of people are taking that position now. Uh, even ones who are vocally against him are apologizing. Drew Brees doesn't feel that way. Still thinks is still conflating the two issues, and he's getting a lot of heat from players around the league, from other athletes, uh, and most recently in a recently uh, deleted um, video on Instagram from one of his own teammates. So Malcolm Jenkins, uh, re- well, I can't back, stand back with the Saints, safety with the, back with the Saints, uh, just goes off on Drew Brees, basically saying, you know, this just shows you don't understand it. And at the end, basically just, you know, tell him to go fuck himself. Uh, that, you know, just sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up is I think the direct quote. Um, how hard are those guys going to play for him? Well, here's, here's a question for you. What is NBC's reaction? If you know, there's some sort of anti Drew Brees movement when they just hired him, to play after his career is over in the NFL yeah. to be the guy that's going to be in your booth, right? That's a good point. Then you're going to have to answer some questions about that before you ever get in the booth, right? So I don't, I don't think it's going to blow up that big. But I see where you're coming from, but I, I, I can't. I mean, I don't know how this world works anymore because everyone you know blows everything away more than it needs to be. But as far as him losing a potential job another two or three years down the road, there's no way that 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 shouldn't simmer down as far as controversy goes. Well, let's say specifically this year. Yeah, let's say it's only on, one on, year. On the field with his teammates, how do you think that affects that locker room? If he wins a Super Bowl, no one's going to care. But the, the, my point is, like, do they win the Super yeah, Bowl? Could, could that affect them winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, he has teammates calling him out on social media. Oh, for sure, because one of his teammates is only going to get about 55 catches this year instead of 180 targets. It's just yeah. interesting because you got a guy at the center of it all who's been Teflon his entire career. No controversy. He's one of these guys, he's almost like Mike Trout. He's almost so un- uninteresting that he can't possibly generate controversy. <laughs> 
So, um, and when I say uninteresting, like he's clearly a really good guy, but he's just like, he's just a very vanilla personality, yeah. uh, which is like a dream for an organization. All of a sudden this comes out and me and Marcus were talking about it earlier. Yes. Were his words taken out of context? 100%. Was it 100% the wrong time for those words? Yes. And you would think a guy who's over 40 years old now and, the, and, and used to be in the face of an organization. Exactly. And, and has been, and has been in this muck for as long as they cat the leader Fred, of the players had. association. One of the, one of the leaders of the players association, exactly. always a guy that they go to for the players comments. And you, look at where he plays. You would think you would have more of a Peyton Manning mind about him where you'd be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the time drew like, don't right. fucking say this right now. Or this is a situation too, where it's so easy to say, Hey, I don't feel qualified as a white person to have an opinion and yeah. just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Or if you do say it, just be very fucking political about it. Be very brief. Um, and you know what? Yeah. Uh, ah. Just be vanilla. Just be vanilla. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's interesting to your point just to see him get wrapped up in something now. Well, here, here's the thing. It was so and avoidable. We're going to, we're going to try and avoid a lot of this as much as we can, but I will say this. Um, this is the time that we don't want to, we don't really want to fucking hear about what Drew Brees has to say about the situation. Yeah. Um, bury that shit uh, for a couple months from now. Uh, let's hear about the people that are actually affected by this. Yep. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just a little bit confused why Drew Brees wasn't more conscious of that. You would think he would be. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and he, I mean, he's shown uh, a, a record of being more conscious of all that, but yep. Um, I, I, another Interesting uh, football topic that coming out, and this is related, obviously, to COVID, and um, we're going to move away from that that subject for a little bit uh, as, as far as the race stuff. But Deshaun Jackson said that he hopes that they actually mic up all the players if there's going to be no fans in the stands, which, to me, I'm here for, but I don't know how well that would go over. Now, Marcus and I have been talking about this forever. So, yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, th I think one of our biggest... Uh, agreed on statements was I would pay like pay-per-view money just for like yeah. Ray Lewis mic'd up. I don't I, like, no pay, announcers, just listen to him on the field. I'd pay for a premium channel. That was nothing. I don't care if it's, if it's, you know, if it's an adult rated mature audience kind of thing, because obviously what the players are going to say, if you were to put that in network television, you would need a delay and be able to dump like two thirds of it. <laughs> um, but I would pay for, you know, a, a, a special channel X dollars per game or per season, whatever it would be. I just want to hear mic'd up players, like, nonstop. And yeah, I'd, I'd love it. In the, in the vein of the XFL, you know, like, uh, it was so exciting. And, and you can't do the fucking after, although I, I pray to God the XFL comes back because those after play interviews were so exciting. No, um, no, I, I want I want in game during the play, uh, somebody the linebacker calling out the, the like the, the shifts that's going on and stuff like that. Like nothing, that's what I want. Nothing's like, better. Like even like a boring sport. Like I mean, I love baseball, but it, let's be honest here. Let's you know, spade is spade. It's, it's boring. Uh, even when they do the mic'd up stuff during spring training and they got Mookie Betts, like oh, not gonna get to this ball. Yeah, yeah. like I love. I eat that shit up. I love it. And the baseball players actually did propose that that was in part of their proposal was that they said that they were willing to do more of that and obviously shot down by MLB. So they, the MLB goes out of its way to not market itself. It's, it really does. It's laughable. Name a player that's being marketed well in the MLB right now. Zero. It does not exist. And they have so many personalities. They have Francis, yeah. Francisco Lindor would be great. The dude's all smiles, switch hitting, franchise shortstop. They have Mike Trout, who's like a, very uninteresting. An all time player. 
but yeah, you but, can, but there's ways to do it. Yeah. They should have, you know, this players league. When the, How about when Mike Trout hit that golf ball 3,000 miles? Right. I mean, that's interesting. Right. There's there's that. I mean. Bryce Harper would be a guy. Bryce like Harper, they, they, they should, they should Baez, boost him up more. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Like, there's some really good personalities. Like, and, and even like clean cut, wholesome. If you're trying to play it safe, like there's, mm-hmm. there's some safe plays in, the, in Major League Baseball. Plenty. And they don't do anything with it. There's not a lot of controversy. It's actually why it's so boring. We need some fucking Daryl Strawberries. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I want a guy that's, like, hitting 408 during the season, and then they're just, like, railing lines right afterwards. Who was was the pitcher that... Like, good... Was it him that threw the no hitter coming down off acid? No, no, no. Yeah. That, that's um, it was a Pirates player, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's like in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I can't remember who it was. But he threw a no hitter like coming down off an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Doc something. Uh, hold on, I'll yeah. have it. But yeah, I mean, you know, good in with his exploits. There was, there's plenty of players. You know, back in the day, you know, the Phillies guys who were like, yeah, I was drunk and threw a, a shutout, and like, we need that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, back when they didn't care, they're just letting everybody juice up. Yeah, dude. That they, doc comes out soon, too, soon, by the way. The home run chase one. They're avoiding controversy, uh, which understandably so. I mean, that entire decade just where you could pretty much argue that all the records and everything was illegitimate. Um, so I think that they're kind of going away from it. But, dude, we need some we need some personalities, man. And they in in the modern world where social media is so much, where you know, where where people doing their own content using uh, a league's original content, doing voiceovers, doing edits, things like that. They are so strict with their content. It has to come through Major League Baseball. And that's why it just doesn't make its way out. It's not getting to younger people where they consume content because they control it all on their MLB.com website. Yeah, I mean, they need to just make it so that everyone can watch every baseball game all the time. His name is Doc Ellis, by the Doc way. Doc Ellis, yep. Yeah, he was coming down off an acid trip and like had no idea what he was doing until the eighth inning. I don't think he was coming down. I think he was just Was he on still it? on it? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he said like he doesn't remember details until like midway through the eighth. <laughs> <laughs> and he threw a no hit. Dude, we need more of that in baseball. It's just so uninteresting. Um, when you, when all the top five players are just so you never hear about them in the news. Like I just once want like a guy who's just like one of the best players in the league to be just deeply flawed, and it doesn't happen anymore. It yeah. fucking used to happen all the time. Like a Rod. I mean, once a Rod retired, it was like the worst personalities had vacated the MLB. He was like the the end of a of a guard of like this like piece of shit player. Yeah. There are no, there Maybe are, a little harsh, there's, but there's there no Jose villains. Canseco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, watching a rod try to be cool now is so cringy, dude. He's so fucking cringy. Yeah. yeah. Is he not like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's the, you know, if it's JLo like pushing him to do all this like goofy and stupid stuff. Of oh, course it is. Like, do, you, do you see their TikToks? <laughs> I saw one I where they like dancing. I have seen uh, one. And so bad. No, I'm good. When, when he switches <laughs> and he's got the dress on in the mirror, I, oh, I yeah. had to go take a shower after that one, <laughs> uh, ha- partly to masturbate, but also just to wash the filth of the cringe off. Um, we, need, we need Barry Bonds, just a guy that you yeah. just know, like his head grew twice the size. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just juiced to the gills <laughs> and he's just launching balls. Still sticking to his guns on his story. Like imagine being Barry Bonds during that time and everyone's like, hey, were you doing roids? Were you doing roids? And after every interview, your head is noticeably larger. Right. Like that's it, the type of MLB I want back. It's, it's shrunk down now. It's not quite as big as it really? used to be. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't look as big as it used to be now that he's not playing anymore. Shocker, right? He was wearing like a, a size nine hat at one point. It had to be. <laughs> Well, dude, if he if he ever wants us to believe that he was a legitimate player, let's see those balls, boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Because if it's just all meat and no uh, potatoes, then we I think we know what really happened there. That's awesome. 
<laughs> Valid as fuck. Yep. Sh- shall we do another fan bush? Yes, let's do another fan bush. So this is... Uh, um, honest, uh, we'll, we'll talk to him while I'm talking to him. He might be at work. He's out in California. Hi, you've reached my cell phone. I'm. Thank God he just said my. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, some way to let it out because they said their full name. Uh, but that's the nature of the fan bush. Sometimes they're not going to pick up. That would have been a really interesting. He'll, he, he'll probably call back, and that's going to be an interesting listen. I'm going to get him all riled up on a couple subjects that I know he'll get riled up on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so baseball, probably not going to happen. We talked about it last week. Um, you're not going to get very far. Um, you're not going to get very far if you're trying to penalize your most marketable players and your highest paid players. You know what I'm saying? Like in, or, in order for the players union to ratify that, you're going to need support of your top guys. And with with the sliding pay scale that they're doing, I, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. I, I want to know who in, the, who in the room sat there and was like, oh yeah, we should say this is what, what our proposal is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whoever would think, is there even one person that's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea outside the owner's room? Not is there one so, person? So Jack Flaherty today. He's so he's the the, the ace pitcher for the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, he um, came out on Twitter today and basically in, in report to somebody putting out the details that the owners were, were pushing back and that's considering that he just basically came out and said, "Look, this is proof of it. This is the owners' greed when they found out that they couldn't make money on fans. They wanted less games, not more games. We want to play more baseball. We are here to you know to, to play and we want to play for the fans." And look at what MLB has told us to do. They've they've re- tried to reduce the number of games. They try to cut our pay. They try to tell Mike. He specifically said they try to tell Mike Trite to take a seventy percent pay cut. It's like they're they're trying to strong arm this and and you know play the victim in social out in social media and with the fans. But like we're making offers here. And if you look at all the sports writers who understand the kind of back and forth the nature of the game, they're all saying, look, the players are making concessions. The players are trying to find a middle ground. The owners aren't budging. Well, dude, you actually, you just reminded me. There actually is a very, very awesome personality in, in the MLB, and I'm sure you all follow him on Twitter. Trevor Bauer. Oh, I what, love Bauer. What an interesting dude. Um, he's shaking things up. He, he, he comes out. I love the things that he says because he's just a realist. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's gone after the MLB commissioner multiple times. Um, he said things like, I can't wait to play for the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> He does. Uh, he does his Bauer hour too because people started razzing him about like, oh, this certain pitcher, this certain batter took you deep, or like just talking shit on on YouTube. He's like, perfect. Let me explain why he took me deep. Yep. He's going through. This isn't a bat from three seasons before. This is our scouting report. Anything high up in this area, we're good. Anything soft, low here, I miss my spot here. All of a sudden, he changes his stance here. He's like going through. He's like, yeah, he beat me on this play, but like, this is why. And it's like the insight into baseball, the kind of behind baseball is just it's fascinating. He's a, the the probably the best follow. 
Um, for sure. In, in baseball right now. Agreed. It, it was his phone number that uh, ESPN put out yes. there, right? Yeah, yes. ESPN actually. Yeah. yeah, and he did a... Um, he was on a Zoom call, but they had like the phone number because he dialed up <laughs> oh, his phone. God. It was just yeah. <laughs> so he had, he ended up having uh, to uh, like change his voicemail for like a... Uh, ch- turned it all into like a giveaway for cleats or something like that. Yeah. Which is great. That's great usage of, uh, you know, using that ability. Obviously, you know, your phone's compromised. He's going to have to get a new <laughs> phone number. So he's going to... All right, well, I'm going to utilize this as a, a way to, you know, help some people. He also and, had and my do some Fun stuff. One of my favorite moments of the season last year. Uh, didn't want to get taken out of the game. Uh, Tito tried to take him out anyway, so he just turns around and chucks the ball over center field fence. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, we saw it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, he's a fascinating guy. He's super polarizing, and so is his game. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, he throws fucking heat. For a while, it looked like he was a total bust. Yeah. Just a total bust. Um, and he obviously has rounded out into a great player in the last couple of years. Um, but there's... That seems to happen a lot with pitchers. Uh, Garrett Cole was almost looking like he was going to be a little bit of a, a bust for a little bit there with the Pirates. And, and some of that goes to organizational philosophy and pitching. And it's like when guys seem to go to the Astros, you know, besides the whole them cheating with the trash cans shit, they also do a really good job of saying, hey, you throw this, which is a really good pitch. We need yeah. you to throw well, it there's, more. There's also been some uh, persistent claims that they, they doctor baseballs too because guys – you know, spin rates all of a sudden jumped. Like Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Bauer is <laughs> yeah. one of the more vocal ones, but he was one of the more vocal ones about the other one. And he was proved to be right. Yeah. Isn't that funny though, to throw so much shade as, you know, a, a, a team that's player. in like the top six of, of uh, payrolls. Yeah. Like it, it, that's a risky cause he, you know, he'll never be signed by Houston after all the things that he said. Oh no. So what an interesting take Unless though. They're like, maybe this is our only way to shut him no, up. <laughs> but you got, you got guys that are, that are, that are just on fire for a, for a huge contract. Like, um, that are completely ruled out of Houston because of what they've said about Houston and oh, good for, for sure. them. Um, I could almost see Houston, not even by choice becoming worse and worse because players just straight up don't even want to play under that stigma. Yeah. You know, every, I mean, Cody every Bellinger was one of the more vocal oh, that, and, and Bellinger is who I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, Bellinger's obviously, you know, okay a free in agent in a couple of years. Um, and uh, he's a guy, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in baseball, you want every to be marketable to every team, and some guys are just burn bridges. But I, I think also with Houston, you're going to see a reduction in talent in that organization because who the fuck wants to deal with that noise? Nobody. For the next 10 years, fans are going to be chanting at you from the stands, you know, and, and you know, that, that happens regardless. But this is something that's obviously on the forefront of everyone's minds. So I, I'm telling you, that's why I want baseball to come back because I just want to see Houston fall. Yeah. yeah, and even players who weren't involved at all, they weren't even on the on the roster, the 25-man during the period in question, are getting heat. Like, uh, was it Kyle, is it Kyle Straw, I think, or Miles Straw? Yeah, Miles Straw. Miles Straw and, and Jordan Alvarez. Like, guys, they're, they're big prospects, are already getting you know discredited and getting heat, and, and they 100% unequivocally were not involved. Yeah. So a couple of the Mets players, they, they acquired some players from the Astros on that team, especially um, mm-hmm. the center fielder. Now I'm blanking on his name, but he was one of those guys who actually had a really good year in 2017 that hasn't had a really good year since in terms of the, with the bat. He's a really good defensive player, but for the most part, he's, he's like home runner strikeout and then not yeah. much else that you're getting out of him. Uh, and he's, you know, probably short side platoon, if anything, for best usage. But yeah. Uh, and then J.D. Davis, who actually had a really good year for the Mets last year, uh, was on that 2017 Astros team as like kind of like a utility style player. Yeah. And those players were getting questions when they did have the spring training. And it's like, well, you know, what I mean, I didn't have much to do with all that. So 
but they're still going to ask those questions. And then you got guys like Mariznick who still hit 220. Even Mariznick, that's the guy who I was talking about, actually. Oh, okay. he, he, uh, yeah, so he's now with the Mets as, yeah. a, as a reserve. And he hit, he hit like 220 knowing what's coming. Yeah, but but he but he also crushed like 30 bombs or something, right. almost yeah, like yeah. the most that he's ever had in, in his career probably. Yep. Yeah. No coincidences. But going, going to another th- point on the owners, so a lot of them, there was, you know, with these issues with the minor league, they had committed to paying minor leaguers $400 a week mm-hmm. of a stipend while the, while they're not playing. Right. Which is what they're typically getting and stuff. It's like for a lot, of, a lot of minor leaguers, it's really rough sledding in the minors. They're like, you're not making a whole lot of money unless you signed a big bonus. Yep. So for MLB teams to be like, eh, we're not going to pay you this $400 a week anymore. Like Oakland's owner came out and this guy's worth like multi-billion dollars. So, like things like 2.3 billion. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay the minor leaguers the $400 a week to pay every minor leaguer $400 a week. It would have cost him a little over a million dollars total total for the whole season for the, for, yeah, for the rest of the season. For the entire minor league organization. <laughs> and he said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Triple A, double A and single. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. entire organization well, the, would have yeah. cost him just over a million dollars. Hey, stand your ground, brother. And he's like, yeah. nah, I'm good. Hey, that's that's like money. That's like one fucking commercial on a major network. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude. And then you, you see a lot of the, the fans on social media. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's a business. It's a business. I'm like, great. Remember that when your favorite player signs somewhere else. Yeah. Dude, take note because there's people making such bonehead moves right now when this is the time that you can capitalize and look like a fucking hero. For a million dollars, you could look like a great guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, he, he then, <laughs> writes this, donation. then writes these letters that get leaked to the press where he's saying, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that everyone in our organization is taken care of, except pay them the $400 a week that they would normally right. be getting paid because now I'm not got, I don't have the I'm, MLB I mean, income. Got maybe me. I don't have the mindset because I didn't do what it took to get to be a billionaire, but I'm thinking if I'm worth over $2 billion and you tell me i could look like a great person for the next six months paying one million dollars i i have already written the check wrote in the check yeah. for sure it's done it's so speaking of writing the check david price comes out and, and says i'm going to pay every minor leaguer who's not on the 40-man roster in the dodgers organization one thousand dollars this month smart Boom. for for a team that he hasn't even thrown up single pitch for Correct. I bet you his jersey sales will skyrocket. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he's a guy that could use a little good favor coming over. He's on, a, on a, an albatross, uh, albatross of a contract. Sure. Oh, yeah. But but he's been but he's never been anything but a quality guy For sure. off the field. Yeah. Every, there's the, you're not uh, gonna find many people that have anything bad to say about David Price still, as a person. He, he's still an innings eater. So yeah. like regardless of whether or not his you know his play has gone down, he's still a guy that still can solid. give you seven to eight yeah. a game. And dude, you guys like that are so valuable. He, he's yep. a quality three. Probably yeah. at, at worst yeah. in the and and Major dude, League Baseball. The nature of baseball is you're getting paid, quite frankly, for past performance. It's just the reality of baseball. So yeah. uh, people get down on players for their contracts, and it's so funny. We were talking about this last week, how, how this trope between billionaires and millionaires. Like, when you get down a guy like A-Rod about his contract, who are you really mad at? Are you mad at A-Rod? Or are you mad at the organization for paying him? Should A-Rod have to apologize for being dominant? for as long as he was to earn that contract. Like, I never understand it. Like, you got no, these just guys... just for doing steroids to do it. For I mean, yeah, <laughs> questionably, but there's nothing in his contract that says that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if... if, if, if and I know they tried to go after a million different ways. You can't. It, the contract's signed. Like, it, regardless of those... Um, Circumstances. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm not saying that fans should should uh, dislike A Rod for his on field performance, like just him being a douche overall. Right. No, exactly. personally, he's yes. a du- he's a dickhead. <laughs> but people got down on him on his contract as if that was his fault. He played for a decade to, to earn that contract. I mean, you can't get down on guys for the contracts. So like David Price, 
Is he not as good as he was? Yeah. The one guy I can see a franchise getting a little frustrated with at this point is Albert Pujols. Yeah. They also gave him a percentage of the team. Like that's yes. part of his contract is that he's like has like a little bit of an ownership stake, mm-hmm. which is a nice little bonus for a player. Uh, Mike Trout better be getting those kind of dollars because Trout, Trout's numbers are even better than pool holes were. Uh, Here's the joke about Trout. He signed the largest contract in Major League Baseball history, and he's still underpaid. Yep. Oh, yes. that was still, it was still a deal. Like, oh, there's yeah. no way around that. Yeah. I, I love Trout, man. I but he took a discount. If he had hit free eight, like like the free market, he could have made so half, I, I saw, half a bill. I, I think it was Fangrass did a, uh analysis on Albert Pujols, and they basically said that, like, he could not be a less efficient runner. It's just like what they, they just don't understand what happened to his speed. Um, and there's, it's been weird because plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Cause it's been weird. There's been flashes where like he shows okay foot speed, but as a whole, he is just like miserably slow, like off the scale slow. All right, guys, we're moving on to our next fan bush. Let's do it. Um, and, uh, this guy's going to want to talk a little bit of baseball. I can tell you that. Um, and, but we're going to, we're going to razz him about football as if he's still a football fan. Hey, buddy. Christopher. Mr. Wish. You are, you are live on the sports memory podcast. You just been fan Bush, motherfucker. Fan Bush, fan Bush, fan Bush, fan Bush, fan Bush. How do you feel right now? You feel scared? You trembling right now? Vulnerable? No. You you, you trembling right now? You a little scared? No. So Chris, we're calling you today to ask you about your teams, but specifically about your number one team. The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what what's going to happen with the Rams this year, and why are you so excited about it? Wait, what's going to happen? Sorry, sorry. The Rams. What's going on in the background there? Me and Mattis are going to All right. Oh man. All right. SPCA. Yeah, this is the nature of the fan bush. You never know what you're going to get. Good pod- Good podcasting. <laughs> good podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is super professional. Very good. Very good. Very good. But, Chris, what are your thoughts on the St. Louis Cardinals this year? St. Louis Cardinals? I mean, is there even going to be a baseball team? <laughs> Assuming there is. Like, what, what What were your thoughts of the on their chances w- w- without the season folding or um, let's just assume that it's all systems go. How good were the Cardinals going to be this year? Um, considering how well the Cardinals play in the beginning of the season, probably crap. So Chris is an interesting person because he is used to be a St. Louis Rams fan, a huge St. Louis Rams fan. But um, there were a lot of St. Louis fans that transitioned with the team to L.A. Chris is not one of those guys. Um, Chris, are you completely done with the Rams? Or you still have a little bit of love in your heart for the Rams. Nope, Rams are dead to me. Thanks dead. for staying crunky. Completely dead. Who is your favorite mm-hmm. football team, and why is it the St. Louis Battlehawks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Battle Chickens are great. I mean, they were exciting. Well, dude, I don't know if you heard, but um, there's some smoke around a rumor that the XFL is is coming close to being purchased. And they said that the, yeah. That's so, what I heard. They said yeah. the purchaser anticipates like starting the league back up. 
I wouldn't even be surprised because the St. the St. Louis fans were so gung ho. If it was like one billionaire that like watched the Battle Hawks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I heard that the, they were talking about renting out uh, Edward Jones Stadium. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, was like okay, cool, dude. And they should learn from the Battle Hawks next year, in that they should one hundred percent focus on cities that have lost franchises. You know what I'm saying? Like, like focus on teams like St. Oh, yeah, because there's going to be fans. Exactly. Fans are going to want to want to be there. Dude, the, I or, mean, Battle markets that have other sports and want football and aren't getting them, like yes. Oklahoma City. Yeah. Like Tampa. Well, was, I, I, I know St. Louis is getting big. Uh, they're building a new stadium right now because they're, they're trying to get the expansion MLS team in. Right. For, right. Uh, for soccer. And there, there's actually also a league called Major League Football. That is, uh, I'm not even joking. Yeah, is it really? Yes, yes. So that, that that's apparently the next. That's apparently the next secondary league that's going to come out. Um, They're going to need a football team in Boston. Major League Football, is it? Huh? It's called. It's literally called Major League Football. How long till somebody squeezes an eye in there? <laughs> major League Independent. Major Independent League Football. <laughs> but Chris, so you're obviously also a Blues fan. So um, yeah. hockey is 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 going on. The reigning champs, actually. The reigning champs. What what do you think about the Blues' chances this year? I mean, if they can uh, keep up the momentum from after being on hiatus for a while, I think they'll do fine. They'll compete. But you you you're not. You don't sound too excited. Well, sorry, I'm like distracted because I'm up in St. Louis right now. Actually. Oh really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, I got uh, in last night. Oh shit! Well, uh, we'll let you go, buddy. But uh, you just been fan bush, motherfucker. Fan bush, fan bush, fan bush, fan bush. I hope you can sleep tonight after this intensity. <laughs> so the fan bush is because we're calling people without even telling them. It's gonna be awkward, folks. So just bear with us. Uh, maybe if you're listening to us on Spotify, maybe just skip through that one. <laughs> maybe we'll drop, drop a timestamp and be like, hey. yeah. This is the fan bush you should probably not listen to. Um, but no, was, uh, if, if he wasn't so distracted, he is a guy that he knows a lot about uh, baseball and hockey. Um, but it is an interesting person to talk to because let, let's just, let's pose a hypothetical for a second. Um, you guys are all fans of NFL teams. Imagine your NFL team moves. Me and my dad have talked about this because the Vikings were weirdly rumored to be one of the teams that was in play for the L.A. Makes no sense to me because they're such a su- successful franchise with... Well, when Robert Kraft bought the Patriots, they were open to uh, selling to an owner that had the interest of moving the team. They were completely open to that. Ooh, God. And this is not even an unsuccessful franchise at this point. Right. So I, I think to answer your question, I think it's going to be different for guys like you and I who don't live in the city where our team uh, plays. So I don't, I don't think that location of you know, grow, we, you know, growing up being fans of them, I don't think that would have an impact. But I would definitely feel betrayed if like if I lived in Pittsburgh and the Steelers moved. So I, so I think living there makes all the difference when it comes to that. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. Actually, what team out there right now is probably the most primed to move in the NFL? Jacksonville to move. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I still think that's in play. Um, if, if Europe is still in play, the NFL are fools. Um, I, I can't believe that that's still even being discussed. Uh, you know, having an NFL team in Europe. Is it too soon to move the Chargers again? <laughs> no. <laughs> move, them to, move them to Mexico. Move them to Oakland. <laughs> yeah. How weird would that be? 
that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. It's like the, I mean, the Oakland move is it, it was kind of funny because Oakland can clearly still support an NFL franchise. Yeah, but the Vegas is probably going to support it better. Yeah. So that that's a bizarre thing. Like if, if you still have good attendance numbers and you're moving a team, that's a little bit bizarre. I just, you move the Chargers to LA and they can't even fill a soccer stadium. Yeah. Well, dude, speaking of soccer, um, the MLS, they're, they're going through a uh, labor dispute right now, right? Yeah. So they may or like they, that league is kind of in jeopardy just period. Yep. From what I'm hearing. Yeah. So they weren't sure how to basically handle what's going on right now with, with contracts. Um, the players feel like their contracts are guaranteed. The MLS feels like their contracts are a byproduct of revenue. Um, so they're in trouble. Oof. So they might just fold, just not pay those contracts. It's possible. So the league doesn't really do very well financially, anyways. How many MLS games have you watched in the last couple of years? Uh, zero games. Mm-hmm. Negative. I've, I've watched. I th- I think I've stumbled across some highlights. I didn't even know they still had soccer in, uh, in America. <laughs> I, I saw some Clint Dempsey highlights. Um, no, what's I, the what's the guy Zlatan? Yeah, yeah, dude. He's a, lot, a little bit of Zlatan. Yeah, I, sure. But I would say two thirds of what I've watched of Zlatan is him talking about himself in the locker room, dude. That's the best part about Zlatan, <laughs> for sure. Nobody thinks more about himself, and than he constantly Zlatan. talks about how shitty MLS players are. It's fucking great. Oh yeah, because a guy like him who's past his prime can just go dominate the MLS. Yeah, he, he said that. I, I don't think it was very long after he came here. He's like, this league's so bad that I'm past my prime and I'm still the best player in this league. <laughs> NFL players go to a to get paid afterwards uh, uh, soccer players come play uh, soccer in America yeah. that's, that's, that's their true. retirement it's like uh, the US has become like soccer players Florida well, well yeah. I mean De- uh, Beckham did it didn't yeah. Thierry Henry do it too yeah. oh yeah, everybody does Kaka, yeah. Hale, is in yeah. Orlando yeah man even the Shevchenko yep. like they, they, every good player comes to the US it's inevitable um, with with the national stage soccer is becoming more and more of a priority for the US so I, it will eventually turn. I mean, a, a, as you see the uh, U.S. men's team become more and more competitive, um, obviously the U.S. women's team is the best in the world, um, but that has a lot to do with Title IX and uh, all that, um, the, the sure, progress sure, that they made in terms of... There's more of, opportunity in college for women to play soccer than there are for men in general. Well, not only that, but and I mean... More, more competition for or more competition for sports to play in for men, you know, because men are going to play football, whereas women aren't going to play football. But that's, I mean, so a perfect example of that is if, if you're an American soccer player as a, as a child and you're growing up and you're having to choose between two different sports, do you want to pick the path that leads you to the MLS, which is at the risk of collapsing, or do you want to go play in the NFL? Uh, do you want to go play Major League Baseball? Well, think about it this way. How about if I want to get a college scholarship, right, and I'm a male, mm-hmm. right, do I play football where I have a chance of getting there's – out just the division one teams have 85 scholarships right many, if they have a if they have a, a soccer team how many scholarships do they have like well, i mean 15 that's like, partials yeah. maybe so you're not even looking at a chance at really getting a scholarship why not just go play football if you're good enough to play soccer you could probably find a spot on a football field somewhere i i mean i picked football over baseball just because of the scholarship situation do i want a full scholarship or do i want to struggle and and, and you know figure out how they're 30 percent plus 60% from here plus this work program. Like, do I want to piece together or, do, or I just want to say, hey, everything's paid for? Yeah. It makes absolute sense for that. So yeah. on the women's side with, I know at Florida State, the women's soccer team, their scholarships 
are paid for by the fact that there is Title IX. So the, if the football team has 85 scholarships for men, there must be 85 scholarships for women somewhere uh, at the university, and Makes a lot sense. of those did go to the soccer team. Makes sense. So uh, Florida State has one of the better soccer. Volleyball team's only like, what, 15, 20 people? Uh, volleyball team is one of them that also has it. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, the soccer team ha- is one of the best in the country for, for yeah. women's soccer at, at Florida State, so. Let's move past soccer for a second. So there, another big story this week has been uh, Vic Fangio, um, the obviously the coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, he he has some comments about the current situation, um, basically saying he doesn't think uh, racism exists in the NFL. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I, I thought it was funny that he had to come back out and clarify what he was talking about um, because you, you have to be so – you have to, like, dumb down anything that you're going to say because every, every, everything is going to be misinterpreted from a different point of view. So he comes out and says, I don't think that there's racism in the NFL. But then he, I think the way I loved how he hated that he had to come apologize, but I loved how he did it. He said, in my personal experience in 33 years in the NFL, I haven't seen it. So basically he was kind of being a smart ass, like a, you know, backhanded apology, but like, like, this is another one of those situations. Like, why say anything? Yeah, yeah. why say anything? Yeah. Just yeah. every team should put out a memo to all their white players, <laughs> straight up. Well, true, but and, and dude, in their some of their black players because like Michael Thomas, dude, like like I, I I get I get how polarizing what Drew Brees said was, but dude, if you're Michael Thomas and that's the guy that's made your career. Um, he needs 150 targets to see. Just maybe be a little bit more tender about him because, like, yeah. like he he basically threw Drew Brees under the book, under the fire, dude. May, and maybe he was right in doing that. The way he did it, and let's face it, this isn't Michael Thomas's first incident this offseason. Um, he yeah. said some very bizarre things. Uh, he had that one feud with what's his name, the wide receiver from the Dolphins. Um, Devontae Parker. Devontae yeah. Parker. Uh, he looked like a complete fool there. So I almost feel like maybe he's using this situation as a way to kind of like. Well, Emmanuel Sanders did too. So he said basically the same thing, like quoted the the thing and said, you know, shaking my head, like so ignorant or something like that. Ooh, yeah. man, dude. So I, oh, I, I'm going to walk back those statements and then that, that just kind of speaks to how bad Drew Brees is. He said, he's had three was. teammates already publicly. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's I, bad. And guess who their backup is? Jameis Winston. Ooh. <laughs> I, well, see, I, I think with, with topics like this, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, even hundred percent. Well, it comes back to you know Debo Sweeney. For, he doesn't say anything at first, and then and then he gets backlash for not coming out and speaking. And then when he finally does, he's just like, you know, I wanted to take everything in. He's like, I, I don't speak on emotion. I want to listen, hear, figure it out. And then he still gets, you know, then he still get finds criticism somewhere. Like it's just. It's, I feel like that's where you just let the the PR people do the PR people's job. Yes. Let, let Clemson football come out and say something, and then you like retweet, quote it, and just like layer on a little bit. Right. So, so yeah, Clemson actually has a really good like media program. They do a really good job of with with all that. So that, yeah. that is one of, they've heavily invested in that area. But Dabo Sweeney has a tendency to step in it. He's done this more than one more than one time, not just on race issues, yeah. but just all kinds of issues where he's you know said some things that are not necessarily super player friendly, and yet Clemson is in such a situation that as a person they tend to like him, so he's able to get past that with the charms, but. Too many more of these incidents, and that could actually start, you know, affecting them. And there's, I mean, unequivocally, there's still racism in the NFL. Well, I mean, no, absolutely. If you read scouting yeah. reports, there's a lot of coded language about, particularly black quarterbacks. Yeah. That that 
undermine sure. intelligence, decision yep. making, character. Mm-hmm. Um, they are always, you know, are you willing to play wide receiver? Why? Because I can't play quarterback. Like, legitimate. Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. Like, I, I do think he's a quarterback. Um, and, and they were asking him, are you, you know, do you plan on playing receiver? Are you open to playing receiver? Yeah, probably not a good time to just give us your uh, anecdotal. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I've never seen it. Like, exactly. Just shut up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just shut up. Like, uh, it's, it's so anecdotal. It's like, what, what are you even doing, dude? You're not going to do anything. What? So here's the thing. And the point is, if you're in the spotlight, ask yourself two questions. Number one, can this benefit me at all? Even, even let, let, let's let's say Fangio's statements, Breeze's statements, they're taken completely well by the public. Everybody is completely okay with everything they said. What does it actually do for you? Who it you doesn't, doesn't, hear from do, right it doesn't do anything for you. Where's even, the value add? Exactly. Yeah. Where's the value add? Just shut up. Yep. Seriously. This this is the time of the world where if you're a certain person who's had certain experiences, and yeah, I'm talking about race. If you're a white guy, I, I don't think people really want to hear from you right now. No. Just straight up. And and then the point that people are making is like it's so systemic and, and institutionalized that you it may have been in front of you the entire time and you're, just, you're, not, you're not noticing it. For sure. Yeah, I don't know why, but I I literally just flashed back to the combine. I forget what DB, I forget his name, but he was a white DB uh, from Penn State. Comes out oh, and runs. Dion, like lost his mind. <laughs> he, comes, he comes out and runs like a 4-3-8. Dude takes off. Dion's like, he can run. He goes, ooh, he can run, run. <laughs> yeah. Dion, oh, man. Dion jogs out to the kid. He's like, all right, attaboy, good job. It's like, it was so funny. It. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, weird times, weird times. Very, 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 very strange time to be alive. I don't think there's really any doubting that. But, fellas, um, certainly seems like more and more sports are coming on board. A week ago, we only had the NHL. Now it sounds like we got the NBA on that wagon as well. Yep. Fucking, that's pretty exciting. It's good. MLB's murky, but who knows, dude? Maybe somebody kind of takes the reins of that and figures that out. I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine they let a season go by. Right. And we're getting it ready to go into a CBA soon for them. I think it's two seasons away. I think it's after next season is, is the CBA. After 2021, I believe. Yeah. I think the problem is that the owners are fully prepared to let the season go by. And that's the thing. Is the, they have the, very little motivation. The thing that's super interesting is... Some of them. It appears solely to be at the risk of having to open their books. Right. So if they lose a season over opening their books, guess what, guess what the non-negotiable thing is for the next CBA? Open those game. Open the books. There's no way they're going to get around it if they want the baseball to continue past, past this next CBA, right? Unless they make a concession here. But uh, anybody, any closing thoughts? Anybody? I'm, I'm ready just excited. For the Penguins. Yeah, I'm just excited for yeah. for sports to be back. NHL will be yeah. back soon. I, I think NBA might be the first one back just from a time you know time schedule. Um, if you've been with us through this whole time, especially if you're a new follower who's who's followed us in the last couple months. We're way better than this, typically. <laughs> way more entertaining when we actually have content. We're also spitting out some fire content for what we have right now. Yeah. So just keep in mind, I've seen people like, oh, what the fuck? You know, we, we've done some non-sports stuff. It's like, well, let us know when we got some sports back so we can yeah. talk about that shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, the sports in parentheses mean yeah. I'm like, okay, like just point me in the direction of live sports you want to see. Exactly. Please help me out. <laughs> like, I'm looking for it. We're rehashing a lot of old jokes. and I can only rep- repost so many Korean league bat flips. Like. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking, we're doing the best we can with our material. So fuck you if you don't like what we're doing right now. Straight up. Hit the road, motherfucker. But... 
This is the Sports Be Murray podcast. Sports are returning soon. Stay safe, y'all. Love y'all. Royalty-free tracks. <laughs>